May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. So I love coming here. I've been here a couple times. It reminds me a lot of home. Uh, I grew up in um, just outside of Fort Worth, Texas, if any of y'all are familiar with Texas. It's the northern part. Fort Worth is the good side of Dallas. Um, but actually, I grew up in unincorporated Tarrant County. Like the Fort Worth city limit started over there, like about as far as I could hit a golf ball. So um, in many ways, I grew up in the midst between kind of a small town and the country, it reminds me a lot of maybe what Chester's like a little bit. And, and so my mom recently had surgery, right? And so I just got back yesterday. So I spent the last week, we had diocesan convention a week ago, and then the next day I flew home to Texas and spent a week, you know, cleaning the gutters, getting my mom a new cell phone, you know, doing all those things that, that grown sons do for their moms. But, but as I drove around my old town, as I drove around my old neighborhood, something struck me. Like I would see, you know, the appliance store, or I would see Margie's Italian restaurant, or I would see Captain D's, right? And those are things that I remember from 20 years ago. 20 years ago was about when I graduated high school and moved away. And, and so I would go and I would see these places. I drove by, I saw my old Little League baseball field, right? And I felt like I was home. But then right next to those places, I would notice Lim's Donuts wasn't there anymore. Wendy's, God, Wendy's wasn't there anymore. Wendy's was very important to my high school days, right? That's where I ate like every meal. So many places weren't there. Sometimes they had been redone, right? Now it was whatever, you know, Mexican restaurant or, or something. But many times, the actual place wasn't there, right? The place I lived in college is now a parking lot. That was like 15 years, you know, 16 years ago. It's not that long ago, but it's not there. And so it seemed to me when I was home, you know, that just highlighted for me all the changes that take place. But that's life, isn't it? We may not like it. I don't like that Wendy's isn't there. We may deny it, right? That's not how my life is. We may resist it, but change is inevitable. Our world is changing, our lives are changing. When I moved to South Carolina, I had to get glasses for the first time in my life, right? Like, I don't like change. And then there's some days where, where change is more than a pair of glasses. There are some days when change means you wake up and the person you've loved your whole life isn't there. Or you wake up and you don't have the same job to go to, or you wake up and your town has changed. And, and these days when we think our life is forever changed, that the world is different and nothing is like it used to be, we know these days. We, 
I shared some stories with you. We can all tell stories. I'm sure you have stories about this town. I'm sure you have stories about this church. David and I talked a little bit about changes just this morning. Right? And we wrestle with it. We struggle with it. And, and these stories just permeate our lives. And as I read our gospel for today, I was struck with, with the first thing. You know, we open and the narrator says, when some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God. They were talking about this structure that they loved, this structure that was beautiful, this structure that was central to their life, this, this structure that defined their community. And then what is Jesus? Jesus has a knack of coming into situations and ruining it for people. That's just what he does. He walks in and he says, as for these things that you see, the day will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. Jesus walked into these people, this group of people that were admiring the beauty of what they had built. They were admiring the thing that was central to everything they knew about themselves, about their religion, about their community. And Jesus said, this will all be rubble. This temple will be torn down. And so then I thought back to, to those places I saw in my hometown. They defined my childhood. They defined my community. And some of them now are literally rubble. Or as I went through boxes of, of report cards and baseball scorebooks or notes from my high school girlfriend, these are things that defined my life. And now they're sitting in a recycling bin because I've looked at them one last time. And they're trash. They're rubble. Because change happens. Some of it's good change, right? Like, I probably didn't need to continue dating my high school girlfriend. No, she's lovely. She's lovely. But sometimes change is more dramatic. But anyway, we build these structures, right? We build these lives. We even build churches, right, that we think are going to last forever. And they become, buildings become so important. Relationships become everything to us. And, and, and that's right. And they should because they are important. But, but we think that these are the things that give structure and meaning and importance to our lives. And they do, for a while. Or at least we think they do, until those temples that we've built fall. And so I think that, that in this gospel today, where Jesus says, look at this that y'all built, it's beautiful. But there's going to come a day when this too will fall. I think there's something we can learn about every temple that we build. Every temple that you and I have built for our lives. Because if you go back to our first reading from Isaiah, we see that this place of fallen temples, we see that this reality of fallen temples is the same place where God declares, I am about to create a new heaven and a new earth. 
the former things won't be remembered or come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. Because it's in those places when our temples fall that Jesus can come in and do some work. Because when our temples fall, we discover that Jesus has been with us always. In the changes, in the chances, in the closed down shops, in the life, in the death, we discover when we're in that rubble that God is with us. Stone by stone, God rebuilds our lives. Stone by stone, God brings beauty out of the dust, stone by stone, a new temple comes out of that rubble. Amen. We can all tell stories of the days our temples were destroyed. I can tell you about the day several of my friends were murdered. I can tell you about the day I failed out of college. I can tell you about the day my dad died. These are days when our world falls apart. These are days that we're broken beyond anything. These are days that all, we realize our temples are temporary. One day they're there, and the next day they're gone. We all have those stories. But I think where we screw up is that, that we believe that the rubble is the end of those stories. We say, my world, I've said my world was over. I spiraled out of control after some of those situations. Right? My friends being murdered was connected to me failing out of college because my world was over. Right? We all have those things and they spiral because because we think our story ends there in the rubble. But in Christ, the rubble is not the end of the story. Because in Christ, our story isn't over yet. We go to our first reading. Where does he say it? Of course, I can't find it. He says in here, see what I am about to create. There's not a finished product there in that first reading. God speaking through the prophet says, look ahead to what I am doing and will do. Because in the rubble of the temple, in the rubble of our lives, our story isn't over yet. Because our life is that ongoing story of how we recognize Jesus waist deep in the mud, in the muck, in the rubble with us. Our life is the ongoing story of God rebuilding stone by stone what we thought we could build on our own. Our life is the ongoing story of God creating new life out of loss and hurt and failure. Our life is the ongoing story of God making all things new. And that story is the gospel. 
And so I know I met some of y'all before, and this isn't on here. And anytime I don't look up from my, anytime I look up from my notes, y'all should be worried because this is something that just came to me. But so I work for the bishop, right? And my job is to help congregations figure out how to wrestle with the changing world. My title is evangelism, telling people about Jesus, right? And mission, helping participate in what God is doing in the world. And so I spend my days with churches of all sizes, from this up to churches with hundreds of people on a Sunday. The world is changing for everyone, right? It's not small towns. It's not rural communities. It's everywhere. The world is changing everywhere. And then I come here, and, and I have a conversation like I had with David. I'm going to put you on the spot, David, like I had with you today, where you talk about since the last time I was here, so I was here like around Christmas time. Since I was here, I've noticed some changes. There's a little free library out there. That's pretty new, isn't it? Right? There's a sign out there that says there's lunch after worship. That's pretty new, isn't it? Y'all, I don't know what's going on in the parish hall. There's a thrift store that opened up over there. That's new since I've been here. Right? Y'all are worshiping on Saturday, bringing new people that never came, right? And so there's a lot of places and there's a lot of parishes that, that close the doors, right? Because there's a handful of people there. And that's, maybe they discern that. I'm not saying that's negative, right? Sometimes that is what you discern. Because then you can go work to build something new somewhere else. But here you've got a committed group of folks. You've got the people of God that said, yeah, our city's changing. Yeah, the way people gather and worship is changing, but we are going to help God build something new. Right? So I see that here as much as anywhere in our diocese. And so I want to commend y'all for that. Because y'all are putting into work what we, we, we are called to do collectively, and it's also evidence of what we're supposed to do individually. Right? Like, I got ordained, which means I actually do have a college degree. Right, so I failed out of college. The state of Texas told me to take some time off. Right, and then I had really wise people tell me to get my head out of my you-know-what. Right? You know, we have things that happen in our lives, and, and man, things can go south real fast. You have those stories. I have those stories. We just spiral, and we don't know what's going to come of it. But in the midst of that, we need to remember, one, that's not the end of the story. The rubble in which we find ourselves is not the end. Because, because the second thing we need to remember is that God is with us in that rubble. Amen. And so the end of the story is being written. The end of the story is being written in our lives every day that we work with God stone by stone, brick by brick, pile by pile, that we rebuild that temple. We help God rebuild that temple. Because that's the story of our lives. And frankly, that, that's the gospel. God looking at, at the world we live in, the mess we've made, coming down here in the person of Jesus and saying, I'm here, I'm with you, and we're going to get through this together. Amen. Amen.